0: I'm here to announce my retirement from sports, baseball, basketball, all of them. I feel like it's time. The pressure that it takes to play at my age is just too much. So I'm done with the endless advice from parents to keep my head up, to keep my head down, to keep my head in the game. I know you think you helped. I'm walking away from the coaches that left me on the bench every time the game was on the line. I'm sure they'll agree i leaving at the peak of my career. I'll miss my friends and the fun we had when we were young. I said I'd play this game as long as I was having fun. And now, it's time to call it quits. Any questions? Who do you think can fix these issues? Um, parents, leagues, coaches, everyone. What are you gonna do with all your free time? Whatever's
1: fun. Oh, we're on? Yeah. Oh. Thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My computer's not even on. We had some sound issues, but we are here live every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Comment, would you like us to do a Father's Day special next Sunday, since it's Father's Day? Are you the problem? Yes, you are. Mom, dad, sideline people. Parents need to rise up and change some things because they are dictating everything with their checkbook and their uh, influence over coaches, clubs, Leagues, organizations, you know who you are. Welcome to the show, Jack Cameron. What's up, buddy? Uh-huh. And with us today is Jet Cameron. What's up, Jet?
2: What's up? Deadpool. see, yeah.
1: yeah. Deadpool. I got a gift. So my birthday was last week, and I got a little Dwight Schrute.
0: Oh, and you got this I got a ring. Here. From Cody.
1: Yeah, I got... Dakota gave me her her uh, Seattle U WAC championship.
0: That I want because it fits me.
1: Oh, uh, Well, you can't have it. <laughs> I'm ho- I'm just gonna hold it for her. Here, I got three rings now. I got a national championship ring, a WAC championship ring, and a uh, Region uh, One ACCAC ring. Collecting the rings. Question: Serious question for you. Do you, the parent, have influence over your team, or have you? Notice that parents do have control over their team. Yeah? No? Comment. Let us know. Communicate to us, and, and later in the show, we have a lot of communication from some parents, about 12 comments uh, that we'll go over and uh, decipher. But uh, first, protect your children. Venice High School Girls JV soccer coach arrested for sexual battery of players or of a player uh, this is in Florida, I believe. The coach of Venice High School girls' JV soccer team has been arrested and charged with having sexual relationships with one of the players, Venice police said. How dare you! Yeah, how dare you! He's 31 years old. Gosh. What are you doing? It's so hot in this. It's hot? Shake the mask off. Yeah, take oh. it. Oh, there's, there's Jet. Mm-hmm. Killer hair. Yeah, Man. Uh, so Edward D- Delahanty, 31, was a JV soccer coach at his school during his 2021 winter season. During that season, investigators said he began a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old member of the team. Play the video. The Venice Police Department arrested a former high school soccer coach at Venice High School. Investigators arrested 31-year-old Edward Delahanty for a sexual battery by a custodian on a victim under 18. In a social media post, Venice police say DeLahanty was a JV soccer coach at Venice High and had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old member of the team. Police say the school no longer employs DeLahanty. Venice did play schools in Southwest Florida, though, including North Fort Myers, Gulf Coast, and Evangelical Christian during last winter when the alleged crimes took place. Protect your children. Every week, we have a pedophile we talk about uh they're everywhere believe them believe them they if they're kind of weird at all around uh the kids that they're coaching believe them Eh, that was kind of weird believe them that's who they are uh he's no longer employed but um as a coach that deli hanty little sicko but the school board police department assisted in the investigation you know how they insisted uh they um assisted they hired him Weirdos. According to the Aspen Institute, can you stop? It's
0: tight. Oh. It uh,
1: tight in it. Oh, okay. According to the Aspen Institute, out of Utah State University, the average kid quits sports at age 11. Jet, how old are you?
2: 11. Jet's mixed, though. He keeps on going back and forth.
1: Well, we don't force it or scream at him. That's why he wants to come back. Are you, you going to play soccer? Do I have to put you on team? What's up?
0: I am on a team. I even keep asking you, but you never put me on one.
1: Burn. Comment, should I coach Jet's soccer team and uh, try to instill everything I talk about the show and see if I can do it and make a documentary of it or make it a weekly show and bring on parents that are with Jet's team and, and, and have interventions each week. We could do that. I totally could do that. According, uh, So most often uh, these 11-year-olds quit the sport because it's not any fun. What are we doing? What are we doing? I hope my kid is having fun. Well, they are screaming for the kids to run faster down the field. These same parents are the the ones that are looking for rewards from college, soccer, uh, MLS, potential academy kind of thing that they promise, which will never happen. Has America gone overboard with pushing their kids too far? Comment. Let us know. Do you see it? Do you see a problem? Is there a problem? Maybe there's not a problem at all, but this video we're about to show you we'll show you this what you see every Sunday and and comment about about this video. Have you seen something like this? Does this exist? Is this normal? Check out this dad attacking the Mormons. Wow. Hey someone right now. Cops. You? I am a... yes, knock it off. You? Stop. So it's going to take a while to get him out of here. He's taking the ball because he wants to go home with it. Uh, and if you have kids around, please uh, put them away for this segment because there's some unchoice words. Bad, words,
2: bad words.
1: Whoa, he is! And then the referee's baiting him. and now he's flipping them off. Uh, two dads are walking him out. And what is so sad you're about to see is this poor. Oh, he beep beep beep. beep. Community, there he goes, attacking the Mormons. Look at that beautiful view. (laughs) Look at that beautiful, look at the snowy mountains. Now, you're going to see his kid come next to him. He's crying. This is the disgusting part of this, and do you see this? I mean, this is wreck. They traveled a long way to Utah. All right, there, there's this kid.
2: For number six? Number yeah,
1: he's walking up, and then another parent has to kind of console him. He's like, doesn't even know what to do. His dad's still out of control. He's wiping his tears. He's embarrassed. Now he's to go with his father, the horrible march down the field. Have you seen that? Is, is that – that's why I don't get – I used to be really excited about youth soccer when I was fully engaged in it. But Sundays were the worst, and I love the excuse. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm going to go church for three hours. They re- reduced it to two. But, um, yeah, like I-, I didn't like going on Championship Sunday. It's the worst. Everyone gets all amped up because they have to have that trophy so they can put it on Instagram with their kids. Look, we won. <laughs> Uh, one of his teammates actually kicked the ball off someone and went in, and we won. It was celebrating. Versus, did your kid get better? It just never happens. So, comment, let us know. Uh, do you see that? Does that exist? Is that common practice? Yes, it is. Well, maybe not. You, the listener, uh, or viewer, if you're watching us on YouTube, let let's know. Do you, is is this all fake? Is is this not a common thing you'll see every Sunday or every weekend at the soccer fields? I believe so. And because of that, we have a referee shortage. In 2017, Eastern New York had just over 3200 referees. Today, they have 1300. Holy cow. That's a th- that's a third of what they had. On top of that, there are even more there, there's even more games and tournaments than there were 5 years ago. So staffing games is an issue, and you see it all the time. That Now we're going to the two-man crew. Oh, you can't never have a two-man crew back in the day. Well, now it's common. High school at AIA, which is a travesty as far as getting referees, what they do. they We get the most random referees that come out of bushes. Um, we always had two men. I bet we'll get down to one man soon because they just can't get referees because they make it very difficult. The average lifespan of a referee in the New York Association is about – Four to five years. That's a long time. It's usually kids who start at 14 and 15 and referees with us until they go off to college. In my district, about half the referees are teenagers and half are adults. Here's a video of why referees can't do this anymore. Offside, taking the goal away. Let's lose it. Hey, pause it for a second, Jack. And are you able to bring my face on the screen? Do you know um, how to do any of that? Sorry. Let's see how good you are. Oh wait. Yeah, oh, yeah, there you are. So, okay, comment. Let us know. Was that offsides? Oh, wait, Maybe. Maybe what, not. What,
2: what? What do you think it was? I didn't. I, I really See.
1: Well, they. They. Well, rewind it. So, check out this video. Was the offside? Did the coach was? Is the coach supposed to be validated? First of all, the shot is from a distance of like okay, just kick. Boom, I'm just kick it. I'm not going to play soccer. All right, that's his teammate right in front of the goalie. Is he part of the play? Yeah, offsides. So the referee was right, and because of that, all this is going to happen. So move it all the way to Psycho Coach. He, it was a straight shot. He should be more upset they're just kicking. This is an Hispanic team, and these kids can play, but they're not allowed to. This is a perfect example of our problems. All right, continue playing. You're to stop.
0: you go. you got
1: to go. he's going to go. You're go. go.
0: go. go. go.
1: go. 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 Like trade, and that's supposed to have your name on it or something. Still arguing because he must win. He doesn't care that his kids don't connect passes. He doesn't care about any of that. He just has to win. All right, lots has to happen, and we need to watch this entire clip because this is what we see. And the other side, you have the parents. Kind of bait. once you got kicked out, they're all clapping, yeah, get him out of here. Like they're just trying to get it a lot worse than it is. You don't need to clap, just allow the process happen, but they have no self control. If you're the parent, they say, yeah, good job, that's what we want, you know, you're a problem too. Even if you're right, you're a problem. So we're going to watch a little bit more soccer, but these kids are being denied on both sides how to play. All right, he's, he's just confirming with the air. All right, was he really offside? Yes, he was offside. So he was standing in front of the keeper. He just he was completely in the play. It's a problem. Offsides. And even if he wasn't there, who cares? All right. Uh, hold on. Now watch them play. Uh, he tried to trap those pretty good. Trying to dribble. That's okay. Good. He to play. Let's push him down. And once he did, because of the sidelines, all excited. Is this the sidelines you see? Loud, crazy. Everything's crazy. All right. You are responsible for whatever the appearance is
0: right from now on, okay? If I hit one more thing negative, throw me on my ARs. For anybody else, everybody's out, and I'll finish the game right now. Is that clear? All right, thank you. Yeah. Pause it. Do these guys.
1: comment do you think he's going to get rid of the whole sideline and in the state of utah if that happens they're done for the year ban forever what do you think is going to happen what do you think is going to happen jack
2: um yeah they're going to get kicked out
1: you think's the whole sideline what, what about you jet i think he's
0: gonna get ca- kicked,
1: kicked out. out all right let's see what happens
0: one more Last
2: time
1: Last time. Here we go. What are you doing? That's it. Oh yeah, that's it. They don't get kicked out. Sorry, I did edit the video. Um, yeah, so they don't kick them out. But do you see that on the sideline? Is that common? You have screaming and cheering, non-stop. But no one's concerned about the, the thought process? They're just kicking and hoping that it's not good. That should make you angry because they're not playing the beautiful game. Uh, if you did that at the professional level, you're done. You can't do that anywhere on the field. But what, Why? when you when are you going to start making decisions on your own? Especially this poor Hispanic community where they're in the culture of soccer being denied the ability to play. Um, so any comments I need to address, Oh Jack? Yeah, I've been adding them
2: the whole time. Okay.
1: And yeah. Do I have to address any of them? Um, no, not really. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. So, because of videos like this, going back to that article from New York, it's this is why referees don't want to do it. Money doesn't matter because they can make anywhere from eighty to two hundred fifty dollars a game, um, depending on the level of the match. But or as a crew, but who's gonna? Money doesn't matter. It's not gonna matter. You you can keep raising the costs on referees, which is crazy because everything's going up. It's pretty sad. We, we have inflation and, and with referees with how much it costs because we can't control ourselves. It's pathetic. It's disgusting. And how good of a job did that referee do? He did a great job. And we need more refs like that. The, I mean, but why would you want a ref? Always concerned about a fight or anything like that. Even that whole situation, even though the referee seemed like he, you know, he's just going to do his, do his thing. How can you – that's not fun. It's stressful. Stress and anxiety kills. Why why do you want to go through that? You don't want to deal with that. So the problem is that once we get harassed, these referees are going to leave, and it makes retention a big problem. Now – it's a how dare you. Now it's time uh, for our favorite part of this uh, show. Learn your rules. Learn your rules. You better learn your rules. And you have to find a time, Jack. Sleep. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, Jack, you're going to have to find a time for our Megan Rapino. We can never forget Megan. As and it has to be a you. perfect time. I got you. All right. Um, so so he, this first video is pretty amazing. This is a, a soccer move where you're going to let us know, is it legal? Is it legal for the move he's about to do? And it's pretty spectacular. Play that video, Jack. <laughs> Yeah! Whoa! it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh! Yeah. 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 Is that legal? Comment. Let us know. Can you do that? Can you do it in some leagues and not others? Do you know who? Comment. Let us know. What's the name of that move? Do you know the name, Jack? Uh, no. jet definitely doesn't know. What move? No. Mexican national team player of old. Oldest man. To ever score a goal in the World Cup, name that player. Blanco! I
0: was going to say Blondo.
1: Blanco. So, yeah, he he started doing that move, and now they make it uh, illegal. And you can't do that move. And now you know. But you can try. Maybe they won't call it. But that ends this segment of Learn Your Rules. Sleep. You so parents, I know you're scared going back to the theme of this show that you, the parent are scared, but maybe you're not scared, but you could be scared. Don't be scared because if you are scared, I get it because sometimes coaches act like this coach.
0: That piece of trash, Tom. Tuck in your shirt. What are you doing? Have That's a sense a of pride,
2: huh? Yep.
0: In fact, why don't you take a lap? Go run a lap. I'm timing you.
1: Pick it up. <laughs> Comment. Are you scared of your coach? Are you a coward? Are you afraid to address him to protect your child and the game? Let me know. So don't be scared. But I do appreciate oh, There's Megan. You found a way to get her in. Oh, Megan. She's one of those moms. She's not scared. Ah! Thanks, Megan, for coming on the show. We didn't really have a bit for Megan, but thank you, Jack. Every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mount Standard Tide, and even maybe Father's Day, if you comment, let us know. Do you want us to do a show on Father's Day and talk about it? Are you out yet? No, I'm just stretching. Just stretching? Do you have any comments for us? What?
0: Like what? Like
1: anything. Uh-huh. Do you want to have a conversation right now? What's scary about soccer? What scares you the most about the game of soccer? The mic's way over here, dude.
0: When people have cleats and they jump at you with the cleats.
1: Two-foot tackles? A- we, we have those. We have a ton of two-foot tackles on this show. That's what you did at me. So, so stay uh-huh. tuned. We do but have two-foot be- tackles coming up. Nasty two-foot tackles. Very excited about showing those. Uh, what else? Are you... Um...
0: When someone bigger than you runs at you with the ball. Like Jack? Oh, no. If I have the ball and then Jack's charging at me. That scares you? No, it just feels like I'm going to get hurt. And yet when we play basketball, he charges at me and then knocks me down.
1: Oh, okay. So wow.
0: Basically, it's like basketball and soccer. He'll charge at me.
1: He's a charger, huh? Mm-hmm. That's he charges up. A lot of coaches say, just go through them, get stuck in, run at them. They're scared. Are you a coach? Do you do that? Are you one like telling your kids to run through kids because they're scared to have the ball? Is that you? If it is, you're a horrible human being. Horrible. Not to sidetrack too much, because we have a lot of comments from parents that we're about to read. The big problem I have with these coaches—let's be honest about it. Those teams that win are the ones with the best players. That is it. Recruitment is number one. Recruitment—that's all that all that matters—is recruiting. All the other stuff you guys do, trying to get that one out, it means nothing. You're, you're a tool. You're, you're a waste of space. Teach technique to all, especially those high-level players. They have to be able to think, but we're not doing that. We're ruining the game. We can develop the game to another level, and we need to. And if we're going to get involved, pay to play. If you're a coach and you're being paid to do the job, you need to make sure that it's development at all costs, not winning at all costs. The only team that matters to win is Phoenix College. That's the only team that matters that needs to win. The U.S. national team, the only team that matters, but not youth. We have to develop. All right, so we have comments from parents. This has come from Ray S. Some of them have just acronyms because they don't want their name exposed. He says, I think there needs to be a national database for soccer coaches to be evaluated in a way that gives parents a good snapshot of the coach and his coaching style. Here in Texas, we pay well over – over $3,000 per player for a soccer year. It has been so hard to find a decent coach that continually teaches the fundamentals of the game to each kid so they know their position and their teammates' positions so they can understand the beautiful game better than uh, better from an earlier age. The coach's salary comes from coaching, so winning becomes more important at times than developing the teams and the players. That's a great comment, Ray. That was beautifully uh, uh, put together and how great would that be to have a, um, a website you can go to like rate my professor. If you go to ratemyprofessor.com that's, that's what we use at college. Every professor is listed 99% of the professors are listed on there and you have students that comment and say what kind of teacher they are, how difficult they are, you know, uh, and, and they make these long comments of if they're evil doer or not. And that's what we use at Phoenix college, any school. Always double check that we need one of those needs to be open source free. We need to find a way to rank these coaches so you know what you're getting into. Because at Phoenix College or any university, you have listed coaches or uh, teachers and then you can rank them by subject for soccer, be by club, by state. You could do all that. We know which is the best math teacher, the best biology teacher and so on and so forth. How cool would that be? Comment, let us know, do you think that would be amazing? Do you agree with that? I agree with it. You should agree with it as well. And, of course, like and subscribe to this podcast if you want more content like this so we can get very creative to find ways to help the game and out the coaches that shouldn't be there. Because, let's be honest, not all coaches are great. J.C.E. says this. My boys are 13 and 16 now. My 16-year-old has been playing for eight years. Many of the community teams and academies started taking the fun out of this sport, already zoned in on college and professional careers, which has been more focused on enjoyment as well as improvement. Do you experience that? Thank you. Do you experience that? Or is a is focus so much on, Got uh, we're going to, transfer you to this college, you're going to be playing a uh, focus on the professional game or anything like that. It's it, ch- the focus wrong. The focus should be always technical. It should be always learn the game and learn how to make decisions. And the more decisions the youth can make now, the easier it will be at college and pro if that's even an option. But the number one thing you should be focused on as a coach in the youth is can you turn them on to the game for a lifetime? Because if they don't play college or pro Are they playing club in their adult ages at the university? Are they playing adult league? Are they still loving the game and able to transfer that to their children? That's what we need to do. We need to change the game through generations of times through the youth. MG says, my biggest frustration with youth soccer in America and my children is how much politics are involved with such young children who love the game and just want to have fun But adults who run these clubs everywhere are pretending it's more than just a business. Not one club in my area is really developing a kid. They are building teams, if nine years old, to win a game or trophy or a game today. That is true. That's what we've been saying on the show forever. And it's all over the place. So send me a message. Comment on this podcast. Let us know if you would like your – experience read right on the show. we I uh, would love to do this all the time. I get all these emails, and now I'm going to start archiving these emails and start reading them to you so you know what people are kind of going through. Casey says, some of the challenges that come with our specific youth soccer experience is the lack of communication or misinformation that is put out by the club to the parents. Most parents are trying to make informed and educated decisions for their child, and it becomes difficult to do so when partial or no information is communicated about the club and its various uh, processes. In addition, I believe many parents, myself included, are finding it challenging to navigate or work through the constant grass is greener mentality of some soccer parents. There is this prevailing sentiment that other clubs or organizations are offering something better, and parents are moving their children around like pawns in search for the elite experience that may or may not lead to a scholarship or professional contract. At times, I find that it can create a toxic environment for the team, players, club, and parents. Do you see that? Is that similar to what you're seeing in, in, in your own personal experience? Do you see families just jumping club to club in hopes for this perfect organization of, like, we have this, we have that. Uh, we're going to make you pro. We're going to put you in this academy, which I heard from a parent, which is not on this show, but I just came to my head. One of these parents from Tuzo's organization left Tuzo's to go to MLS Next at RSL. RSL promised them, I don't know which coach or whoever did it, I'm sure it's not part of RSL's policy, but what he said was uh, in order to get this kid to play for him, uh, the family said, hey, we want to be have a chance to try out for the RS, RSL Academy uh, in Salt Lake, the legit MLS Next, not the fake ones all around Arizona where they just take your money and, and – paint this experience that doesn't exist. The coach or manager or whoever in that organization said, play for us for one year. So basically pay for a year, leave your team, destroy your team, and then we'll send you. Well, it's been a year. Hasn't went. Congratulations for that scam. Good job because it's about money. They have to have so many numbers. They have to have uh, as much talent as they can get, which they were average. A lot of them are average because you get all these MLSX teams – going for the same kids and it doesn't affect anything have you noticed that comment let us know is that something that you see or am i telling lies this is all lies could be lies i I have nothing
0: to lie about
1: yeah just like jet said do i have anything to lie about maybe maybe not just a show i'm just doing this show to show you my anger of being part of youth soccer for 20 plus years been a director of coaching, a dec- technical director. I've, I've started seven soccer clubs in the Palm Valley Soccer League. I had 1,800 rec kids. I have, I've had over 22 competitive travel teams. I've dealt with a lot of people, and they're all bad. Not all of them, most, and it's frustrating. FL says, let the kids play their game. Remember, it is their game, their competition, so just chill out as a parent. Yes, you should. And SR says, it is crazy what we pay to have our children sit on the bench. I also think our culture could benefit from family time that does not revolve around an organization sport. The pandemic has brought that to light. What will we do with our time? Crazy that we always need to be on the go. Yes, slow down. Go home, go to church, do something separate than soccer. Soccer can be overwhelming. It can destroy you. Uh, It can do very, 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 very bad things, and it's not fun. And we're entering into potentially a horrific recession. And all these clubs, they're all part of, like, National League and all this that requires a lot of travel, with the gas prices through the roof, airlines through the roof, uh, cost of hotels, Everything, food, it's through the roof. We can't just keep spending this money. It'd be nice, if, you know, in the state of Arizona, why, why even leave? Let's take a break during the recession that's coming. It's too expensive. And then what happens? Then it's only the elites get to play. The only elites get to be advanced because they're part of MLS next. Whatever. Uh, it's a problem. We, we we need to go back to the old days. Play locally, one state champion, one regional champion, one national champion. Everyone work hard for that, and then the talent will showcase because there's only one. Do it that way. Let's go back to the old school. One champion. Oh, I won a national title. Well, four other teams did too. Joke. CT says, my greatest frustration is the time, money, travel commitments that require for club soccer. My son is never happier then when he's playing soccer but the entire family sacrifices a great deal in the service of his sport i not uh i not so secretly wish he could just play on a school team like we did in the good old days and the good old days aren't too bad but in america they say oh high school's bad can't do it gotta keep him out you know why because they all got together and say, you know what? Those three months we lose them, lose them to high school, where they get to play basically free soccer. Uh, we want that money, so we're going to say it's dangerous, and they get hurt, and this bad coach can't be there. Lies, all lies, and it's uh, annoying. JFG says too many clubs in the area and parents slash players who team up or. Team hop between the winning teams and clubs instead of focusing on development and building fundamentals and team club unity first. True that, it's that's culturally based. That's a great understanding of what really matters, but you have those. We'll just leave because it's all about recruiting. It's all about stacking your team. It's all about collecting those monthly fees that you need to get, but you can't get it if you don't win. Mike Trombetta says – The so-called club system, traditionally strong town travel teams are a thing of the past with the abundance of these pop-up clubs, especially in New Jersey, but most felt like, or likely felt across each state. There's an element of a diluted talent pool and it's a money grab with parents willing to pay for better training because they're being told their kid is going to be on the next, or it's going to be the next messy. If your child... Is playing above their current team skill level, and it's obvious. How does the club system work? Do you go look for one, or do you, or do they find you? Great question. Who knows? How does it really work? Are they really going to market you? They don't want to lose you because they need those wins. Jesus Moreno says, "the in, the insistence of winning by coaches and parents instead of development of skills and possession." True that. Coaches want to win. Parents aren't staying on top of it. Parents need to do a better job of calculating what's going on. And you can do it mathematically. And I, I've done a ton of episodes. You can go on YouTube and just search Coach Cameron soccer math or just soccer math. I should come up. You should see at least 10, 15 videos I've done on that where I actually film Jack showing the math that we do. Record every touch. Record all the time. Your child is on the field, create an Excel spreadsheet. And if you would like that Excel spreadsheet so you kind of see what I do or what I did with Jack. I did it with takeaways. I do a matter of touches. You, what's up, Jet? Your back hurt again? So if I start coaching Jet again, and, he, and he's fully committed, I'm going to measure every touch he takes, every time he passes the ball, whether it went forward or backwards. How many tackles did he make? This is the Japanese. I got this a gift from... Uh, the Hata family from Japan, Jersey. If you measure it, then you can communicate with your coaches and uh, whoever's coaching your son or daughter and say, hey, m- my, my, my son Jack uh, is a- was averaging 20 minutes a game on the field and now it's down to 15. He was touching the ball six times a game. Now he's touching it three times a game. And when he's touching it, he's just kicking the ball forward because of panic. You can use math. You can do it the whole team. Our team is only connecting 27 passes on average. The opposing team is uh, touching the ball uh, 45. What's wrong with our team? Math works. And you can do that. I got a baseball clicker. You can do home and away. And you can just, it's a pitch counter, get for like four bucks. Document what's going on. Math matters. If you want to be a great soccer player, it's it's just a big race. How many opportunities can you get on the ball, and how many decisions can you make? How many mistakes can you make, and eventually overcome them? Are you allowed to make mistakes, or are you yelled at or benched? It's you, soccer. Who knows? Uh, I think I'm gonna skip that next one. Let's go to all ball, Jack. All ball. All ball. And before we get to All Ball, is there any questions i got to do? Oh, yeah. Well, let's um, do that first before we get to All Ball, which is awesome, which we're going to show you some great videos of cleat tackles, Jet. But, all right, what was the question?
2: Well, it's not really a question. What's a comment? I feel like, yeah, all right. Uh, so many parents chasing the four letters, ECNL. They are cloud chasers just so they can post on social media. Or they believe having the four letters on their kid's resume uh, will get them a scholarship.
1: It will not. You know why? Because coaches like me, college coaches, yeah, I, I do take uh The number one thing, it's not, oh, I played ODP, I played for this club. Uh, it might trigger something, be like, oh, I got to pay attention. It's going to be uh, coach recommendation of a talent pool of coaches that I trust. I've been in the game a long time that don't lie. Those those coaches matter. Uh, that, that's very a, matter.
2: Yeah, we have another one that just came up. Yep. Uh, from I don't UI I guess have you heard of this new uh, USYS 64. 64. Elite? yeah
1: yeah it doesn't matter the, this it's always something I've told you it's on the show and it seems like it it mass it just grew in the mass as far as uh, these acronyms there's there's going to be so many more there's always a different name there's always a different league and it's the same people running the show it's disgusting. Everything should be local. I mean, we're Arizona, Phoenix, one of the largest cities in the country, if not the world, and we're not we're not able to design a league. No, we 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 fight, we separate, we go to California, we go everywhere, but play local. Are you kidding me? That's more for like places like Wyoming. There's not enough teams. We have a ton, and we can't organize. Oh, you can't play that team because oh they don't have they don't have the proper licensing in that club, so we can't can't do that. You know, whatever. Let's do it. Let's do the uh, first tackle, and we'll get on to some comments. Uh, this is the perfect tackle, Jet. Check this out. That was awesome. That was a perfect tackle. That's come from the side. Boom. We show you that because it's funny. They're but funny. nothing's funnier than cleats to the face. That's the next video. Oh. oh. I I I thought he was going to do the Hulk Hogan thing Where he has arm up and he holds it up and he drops eh, I'm okay Yeah, that was a deserving red card That was nasty Um, Alright, the one thing I hate about soccer to finish up – uh oh, actually, we got a lot more. But um I can't stand teaching diving. I can't stand uh, diving at all. And here is a montage of soccer diving, and I wish there would be cleats to the face on all these yahoos.
2: He was cussing right in front of him. I just tapped his shoulder so I know that he is touchable. Put 30 in my cup and then I turned him to a vegetable. Came a long way from pre-K and E.
1: Gamemanship is at the next level. I can't stand it. It's cheating, and referees fall for it. Sorry, I don't mean to pick on referees, but it's a problem. And I think uh, they should institute any kind of garbage like that. that if you have video of it, you get to suspend them for being ruining the game. Suspend them. Can't stand them. Ever. Here's the two-foot tackle Jay I was talking about. Check this out. Good oh my word let's fight over the ball two foot tackle what is up with the two- foot tackles? It's scary no shin guards gonna save you from that You can say shin guards all day it's not gonna help you but here's my favorite video there's gonna be three to four mistakes see if you can see all the mistakes in this video <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Oh, five defensive errors. Well, four defensive errors, big time. Dive in, dive in. Silly play, silly play. It was just set up for him, and then he made a mistake. Why do you think he made that mistake? Do you think he had an open goal? There's no way he's going to miss. And it came back, stress and anxiety of the past, of crazy parents screaming on him from the sidelines, forcing him to kick it wide. Maybe. 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 But that finishes all ball.
0: Since we're talking about soccer.
1: Well, th- that, that kind of ends our show, unless you have a comment. Jet, do you have any comments? Jack?
0: Um, this was a very short time. I thought it would be way longer.
1: Oh, it's straight to the point. Yeah, we get there quick.
0: Yep, and it looks like I'm standing up on the screen. Which this is me
1: standing up. Yeah. We mm-hmm. miss Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're back.
0: I need a new Deadpool suit because this is getting too tight on me.
1: Yeah, you're getting a little big. You were doing Deadpool last last summer too. Yeah. But awesome. I um, get
0: more realistic one where the eyes aren't black on this one. In the movie, they're white.
1: Put put the mask back on. Let's let's get the full Deadpool experience.
2: And then pose, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do do the Deadpool poses. How many are there? Uh, there's this one, and there's there's one, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one with a backpack that has a gun uh-huh. in it. A- any questions or comments I would to deal with? I actually tried recreating um, a bunch.
2: It's quite a lot. Anyways, yes. uh, well, Chris Adcock said, "Coop said." Hi, Jet. Oh, Cooper.
1: <laughs> Hi, Cooper. We may, we're we going to see you soon. We're going to be on Bainbridge Island.
0: I might stay for uh, three weeks.
2: Well, there's one we could talk about. What's that? Um, our NPL rules came out and stated parents will sit on opposite sides because of the increased in violence.
1: <laughs> opposite sides. So teams will be opposite sides too. So that's a good thing. Whoever got together with – this is what the one of the biggest problems I have uh, with these paid coaches. They, in Arizona, I don't know if it was a national thing or whatever, but I, I know in Arizona at one time they're like, "We're going to keep all the spectators on one side and all the kids and and coaches on the other side, so protect the kids." How is that possible? They're on the field. They're not yelling at the people on the bench. They're yelling at the kids. Where it's everywhere. You need to keep the parents right next to you so you can hear what they're saying. You can control your parents, but you don't have conviction. All you care is about a checkbook. I think it's very important that coaches, no more full time. Yeah, pay them something for their time. No more full time coaches. Maybe like one director of coaching or whatever. More volunteers, more coaches that are part time because they're so concerned. Like, oh, I'm become, a, you know, that's my full time job. How are they going to affect change? They're scared. I gotta keep my job. Nothing's gonna change. Unless rate my soccer coach. And I think that website does exist, but it's not good as rate my professor. Any other comments? Um no, not really. We will be back next Sunday for a Father's Day special and it's gonna be amazing. And we'll do Mm -hmm. something special. Don't know what it is, but We'll, uh, we'll do something really good. Yeah. Fathers matter. It'll be that kind of show. Fathers matter. Fathers are very important, and we need to say that more because we don't talk about it enough. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever else podcasts are found, or go to CoachCameron.com. dot com. What's up, just yes,
2: got one question. Just okay, popped up. What's up? All What's right. the question? Um, what do you think about the rush to have kids play eleven v eleven? I wish leagues would keep it seven v seven for much longer.
1: Great, great, uh, great comment and question. Uh, yeah, I, I think the rush to 11-on-11 is silly. And I think coaches like that because it's easier to understand because they watch 11 11 all the time. Uh, the small side stay, stay much as possible. It, a hybrid approach where you have 11 11 um, and then you go into a 7-on-7 or 4-on-4 format in the same tournament or something like that, like they do with um, the, the, those futsal outdoor tournaments that are going on. I really like those you go from a, a five aside to 11 on 11 or whatever it is. I like that. But yeah, small sided the more touches the merrier. I mean, Jack, you know, when he's playing Lemby 11, we, we would have them in leagues of 6v6 all the time. Because touches matter. It's it's math over time. If you're never it's hard to get the get a touch on the ball in Lemby 11, especially younger, especially if they don't play 3v3 tournaments, very important, speaking of Futsal, Phoenix College is hosting a futsal tournament coming up. Um, uh, DM me if you're interested. It's coming up very soon. I don't have the overlay or anything on that. Sorry. But, um, uh, yeah, there's a futsal tournament at Phoenix College coming up end of uh, June. It's a one-day tournament on Saturday, The whatever, I forget. I wasn't prepared for that. I don't have any show notes on that, but. Yeah, that's an opportunity to get better. Touches in the game. doesn't have to be with your same coach, and that's what's frustrating about U.S. soccer and DA of old and MLS next. You can't, you can't do high school. You can't have more touches because it's dangerous. We need your money. B.S., garbage, needs to stop. Needs to stop. Any other questions? Um, No. All right. Well, you still can find us on iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever else podcasts are found. Go to coachcamera.com for direct access. And we'll see you next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mount Standard Time. Father's Day special. Peace.